Some people are richer than others, which is an obvious thing to say. Does this bother you? Does it bother you that some people are richer than others? Uh, it bothered me when I was a kid. You know, I grew up in Norwich, Connecticut, and it wasn't a rich town by any stretch of the imagination, but there were some rich families and some rich kids. And I had a chip on my shoulder. You know, I was like, screw these guys. <laughs> like, you know, I, I was a class warrior when I was a kid, for sure. Um, I'm not anymore, you know. And then I got to college and I started doing some reading. I came across Ayn Rand totally by accident. I was actually in the mall one day and I was in Walden Books. And I came across this book called The Virtue of Selfishness. And I was like, that's kind of funny. I didn't think selfishness was a virtue, but I was intrigued, so I bought it. Uh, and it's a collection of essays about objectivism. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting stuff. So then I dug deeper and I read Atlas Shrugged and The Fountainhead and Weed Living and a whole bunch of other stuff. And, you know, um, I think when you're 21, 22 years old, that's about the right time to be reading that stuff. And it kind of shapes your ideas, you know. That was also how I got interested in the stock market was through those books. And a lot of people beat up on Ayn Rand still. I mean, she's dead. She's been dead for a long time and people still crap on her. And um, she has done a lot more to influence people's thinking than any of you, that's for sure, or me, you know. Um, it's a pretty powerful idea. I actually subscribed to their newsletter for a little while. The, I forget what it was called, some objectivist newsletter. And, um, I subscribed to this thing and, you know, it cost me like 15 bucks a year or something like that. And yeah, I was pretty deep in this stuff. So nobody pays much attention to these guys, even though they are the philosophical basis for the revolution that swept through the world in the 1980s. It's difficult to understate how powerful her ideas were in Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan and Friedrich Hayek and Milton Friedman. Like the free market revolution in the 70s and 80s was just absolutely incredible, you know. And what's funny is that we've done a complete 180 since then. Like, we <laughs> people's thinking on economics is totally backwards these days. But we're talking about low taxes, free markets, low regulation. You know, the big thing, just as an example, you know, the airlines used to be completely regulated from top to bottom to the point where the airlines couldn't decide what routes they flew. They couldn't decide how much they charged for tickets. It was all decided by the government. And, you know, what's funny is, is that a lot of people are nostalgic for those days of the airlines because the seats were bigger and the food was better and everything was better. The flight attendants were better looking. And now, of course, it's a cattle car and they don't give you food. And so a lot of people are like, well, <laughs> things are worse now <laughs> since T-regulation. Well, tickets used to be a lot more expensive, right? So uh, in the 70s, flying from New York to L.A. was like 700 bucks, 
and this is in you know 1970s dollars. And in 2013, uh, New York to LA flight was 230 bucks. So prices came down. And also during the time of regulation, since the airlines couldn't compete on price, they had to compete on service. They competed on who had the best food and who had the biggest seats and who had the best looking flight attendants. So yeah, I mean, basically what the market figured out was all people really wanted was a cheap way to get from A to B, right? They weren't really willing to pay for all the other stuff. So taxes went from 70% in 1980 to 28% in 1988. That is a big, big change in tax rates. Now they are at 37%, and uh, there isn't a really a lot of momentum to make them go higher, but depending on who gets elected, there is a potential for them to go higher. So um, during the last election cycle, there was a lot of discussion about wealth taxes. Most of the Democratic candidates wanted wealth taxes. Bernie Sanders wanted a wealth tax of 8%. Elizabeth Warren wanted a wealth tax of 6%, and so on. The wealth taxes are a profoundly bad idea, basically because you will spend more money trying to collect the tax than you will actually collect in the tax. That's been, that's been proven through wealth taxes in various places in the world over and over again. So, but does it offend you that there are rich people and poor people? Does that, does that get your goat, right? Does it offend you that people are unequal? If it does, there's probably something wrong with you. It's probably you. The hallmark of a good person is someone who can be genuinely happy for someone else who has done well. Which is the opposite of envy and jealousy. And there's a lot of envy and jealousy out there. Envy is the worst, worst, worst emotion in the world. I don't have it. I'm not capable of it. I don't experience it. Envy has killed 100 million people in the world. Jeff Bezos. At one point, he was the richest guy in the world. Good for him. That's all I have to say about that. Good for him. Uh, number one, he's smarter than me. Number two, he's worked harder than me. Number three, he has incredible organizational ability. He's just better than me. He's pretty much retired, and that's good. That's good. I'm happy for him. So uh, when you get to that point, it's kind of meaningless. You know, I mean, it's all in stock. He has to sell the stock, and there's a limit to how much stock he can realistically sell. Uh, since Amazon is one of the biggest companies in the world, there's pretty much no likelihood that it's going to get bought by another company. So probably what will happen is that the stock will go down at some point. But you have to understand if you're a founder of a company and you own some huge percentage of the stock, like 25%, yes, you are wealthy on paper, but it's very difficult for you to exit that position for liquidity reasons and optics and a whole bunch of other reasons. So, so we're going we're gonna to tax these people. <laughs> Uh, is the purpose of taxing them to raise revenue? Like, do we think there's a big pot of gold here and we can raise a bunch of revenue by taxing rich people? That's actually not the point. That's not why we tax rich people. 
we tax them to get back at them because of the things they have done to us. The, the ways in which they have wronged us for creating businesses, for creating jobs, for creating wealth. We have to get back at them for these things. So we have some sick, sick people out there, some sick people running the country. So this was back a few years ago. Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon wanted to tax unrealized gains. Okay. So let's say you have some stock. You have $10 million worth of stock. And it goes to $50 million worth of stock, and you never sell, and you die. And it goes to your heirs, who get the step up in cost basis, and they never pay tax on that stock. So people don't like that. Like, the tax is never paid on the gains. Also, lots of people borrow against that stock for living expenses, right? Like, I do that. Like, I have done that, you know, off my portfolio, Taxing unrealized gains is a terrible idea, but what if the gains turn into losses? Do you get your money back? No, actually you don't. It only, it only goes one way. You pay taxes on the unrealized gains, but you do not get money back on the unrealized losses. So this is a terrible idea. Um, Elizabeth Warren, like I said, she wanted to have a wealth tax. The IRS would have to hire 50,000 people in order to figure out the taxes of 10,000 people. So uh, Bezos, for instance, he doesn't, he doesn't have much in the way of cash. It's all stock. So he would have to sell stock to pay his taxes, which is fine in his case. It's a publicly traded company. It's listed on an exchange. You know what it's worth. But most people own private businesses, so... Most, most of the wealth in this country is held in the form of private businesses. So for people who own a private business, you have to get an appraisal. And then what do you sell? Like, do you sell private shares? Like, how do you raise money to pay the tax? It is a nightmare. You know, the income tax is bad enough. This started in 2000, uh, sorry, 1913, 1914 under Woodrow Wilson. Uh, when the income tax started, it was 7%, and then three years later, it was 70%. So, is inequality going up? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's still going up. It was as of a couple of years ago. Uh, the rich people were getting richer, but the poor people are also getting richer, but not as fast as the rich people. You know, stand, uh, people's standards of living have gone up dramatically even though their incomes have not gone up as much. And that was true up until we got inflation. But incomes are also finally starting to go up. Is this a crisis? Well, the last time we got to this point was 1929, and we had a big crash in the stock market, and these things tend to be self-correcting. So, uh, Warren Buffett says he's going to give it all away. Bezos, not so much.